BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Hey everyone, big news from the boys of the last podcast on the left. Check out the last comic book on the left, our most sinister comic anthology. It now has a volume two. Please pre-order now at Z2comics.com. We have an even bigger stable of artists and talent and writers and everyone that we did for the first one, although the first one is fucking amazing and it's still available on Z2comics.com, but we're asking you to go pre-order number two, Z2comics. Scott.com. You're going to like the way you read. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Hail Gee. Credit scores, overdraft fees, food deserts. These are just some of the ways the poor get swindled out of their money faster than a divorced dad at a strip club. It's highway (laughs) robbery, and we don't even have updated highways. Last we worked on infrastructure, we were still smoking indoors. So what can we do? How did it come to this? And do all those get-rich-quick guys come from daddy's money? Today we're talking how the poor get screwed on this episode of The Brighter Side. Oh, yes. This is definitely a topic near and dear to both of our hearts. Oh, my God. I've been researching this episode my whole life. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like it's interesting with, with, with this because... Like when you think about like how like everything we've done on this show, I feel like is a part of this sh- episode <laughs> because we've done so many things that like could be this episode, but we're called something else. Oh, right. Like how to eat on one dollar, yeah, how like, to not cry, health care, like yeah. giving cheap gifts in a good and nice way and stuff like that. And so, I'm, you know, obviously I made a fucking entire movie about it right uh you know how america killed my mother you know and one of the things that i repeat in that movie a couple times is that being poor shouldn't be a death sentence Mm. and it seems like in this country a lot of times it is and you know a lot of people they can't get out of the holes that they get in you know we have one fan who we've talked to a couple times on her twitch stream i can't remember her handle but she probably doesn't want me to bring it up anyway but she couldn't find anyone to fix her sink 
And she's got like three kids. And so she's like washing dishes in her bathtub for months. Right. And that's going to get somebody sick. And now you got hospital bills and that piles up. It's like one thing goes wrong and then everything else just piles on top. That's why like I'm a little bit better than I was growing up. And I'm glad to live in a country where I can kind of get out of being poor. But the thing is, you live so long, you cannot make a mistake. Yeah. When you're poor. So then when you kind of get out of it, I have all of this residual stress, anxiety. If I forget something from the grocery store, I like talk to myself very mean like. Yeah. And it's also detraining your brain to do that. Yeah. And and I will say, you know, to start us off with a brighter side, us personally anyway, I guess you could be listening to this anywhere in the world, you know, at least in America, we do get like some basic shit covered, you know, like there's water. You know, and stuff like that. I mean, we do have to pay for our water for the most part, but it does exist. There is tap water. There are water fountains we can go to, you know, and stuff like that. And a lot of undeveloped countries, you know, struggle to have any kind of water. And so it's going to – I mean, obviously – it's coming to you know the West. It's coming. I mean, I was reading some reports and some stats. Apparently, your poverty, if you live in America, $36 a day, that's I'm, – I'm just like, am I poor? I think so. I don't want to pay $36 a day. But uh, everywhere else in the world, it's less than $1.50. If you live under less than $1.50 a day, you're in poverty. Yes. Yeah, yeah. $36 a day would be – I don't think I'd do – I'd definitely spend way more than $36 a day. I try to keep it at 100 but then, you know, it just doesn't happen. You know, it's impossible for me anyway because I like, you know – You got I, your I dogs. Mean, I got my dogs, but also, you know – I like frivolous things, and I feel like, you know, you should be allowed to enjoy a nice cup of coffee in the morning, you Uh, know, and I think you should be allowed to watch Netflix, and you should be, you know, and like a lot of these things, they pile up so fast, and then you find out, you know, you go buy Starbucks, and then you get an overdraft fee. And all of a sudden you're drinking a $40 cup of coffee when you got no money. Absolutely. Yeah, I've sort of eliminated any pleasure in my life, I guess. Yeah. I don't have Netflix. I don't have Hulu. I don't even steal yours because I don't feel like it. I don't want to. I yes. don't want to. Yeah. I could go out for a cup of coffee, but I still have that nagging sense in my brain that's like, don't do this, Amber. Don't do this. And not just that, everything, you know, you read in the news, inflation's worse than it's ever been. I got a chicken today at the grocery store. You know, those pre-roasted chickens? Yeah. They're usually $7.99. You they know how used much? to be 5 now, I remember. I used to survive on those goddamn things. They're $10 now. $10. That's well, crazy. I, I mean, you know, it is a life. <laughs> <laughs> it is a full life. You're right. It, it didn't kill a it thing. Is, it, it is a chicken. It is a whole chicken. You know what always bothered me is that sometimes you'll find like an uncooked chicken's more than a cooked chicken. It's like, how does that, how does that plan? How What's does that going go on? on? You know, and so I think that this is going to be uh, a negative episode. No, I got a couple jokes. You want like, to listen to some of let's, let's, let's lighten it up for a little bit we'll before we up. start complaining at our fucking hearts. I will complain all day, but first, some jokes. Yeah. If you want to break out of poverty, you got to take the road less traveled. I did, and I got mugged. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have such little money that whenever I was hungry, I slept. There you go. There you go. You ever get so poor, instead of seeing a movie, you just close your eyes and imagine? (laughs) You know, sometimes I try to give myself nightmares because I call those free horror movies. There you go. There you go. You ever meet someone who says they were rich in family? That just means they got molested. (laughs) 
think those are my jokes. Uh, you know, I'm trying to save money now, you know. So when I go on vacation, I only stay in scare b and yeah. <laughs> Last time I did it, I saw a pigeon stab a rat over a cigarette. So that was fun. Free <laughs> <laughs> entertainment. These are the jokes, folks. Um, yeah, no, the I I love how we both had the, the free horror movie idea. Oh, just close your eyes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I never even started seeing movies to like this year well no when maybe like the past couple years i just in new york well we never had time to go see movies that's another thing i always money is time time for movies really oh no matter what but i'd always you know i'd always strike deals you know like there was a movie theater next to the poorhouse and so when i was running the kitchen over at the poorhouse i used to give the people who worked at the movie theater free cheeseburgers and then give me free movie tickets well ed the hustler yeah that's right you gotta use what you got baby there you go yeah i remember when the coronavirus hit i didn't really have much money i had a bag of flour and some potatoes so i made pierogies and i sold them for weed that's great. And then exchange that for other beer or cash or whatever, you know, for like, because, you know, weed, you can be like, hey, I got this, like a drug dealer, mm-hmm. I guess. Very Mad Max of you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you do got to think outside the box. When you're poor, you look at everything around you and you see how much of this is worth street value. Yeah. I remember like for Christmas, when I was working in an office, they gave me a Tiffany's plate and I was so hungry. I was just like, Am I, can I eat this? No. So I tried to go sell it and they were like... That was a hard lesson in what street value really is. Oh, my God. Because Tiffany's, no one gives a fuck about Tiffany's at a pawn shop. No one cares. It's the name. But the name isn't really going to last very long. They're going to melt that down. And there's actually not much silver in that. Yeah. I think I got maybe $5, $10 for what would be a $200 plate. And it's not like those pawn shops trying to help you out and give you money. They're giving you the bare minimum so they can make hundreds of dollars on whatever you give them. You know, I'm sure they turned that Tiffany plate around and sold it for like 150 bucks. 150? Yeah. I'm sure they could. eBay is a good equalizer. That's a good one. But the thing with eBay, you can't really bargain and haggle with people. You know, you really know how to bargain. The auction? Yeah, the auction. So, you know, you can, if it's cheap enough for you to put a bid in, and then if someone outbids you, someone outbids you. Okay. You know, so do you not use eBay? No. Yeah. You are the most frugal person I think I know. (laughs) I, I'm very, Me? yeah, I'm very stupid with my money. Okay. I like having it, you know, I'm, I'm pretty frivolous. It's, oh, I clip coupons. You clip coupons? Yeah. That's, I clip my, I get my Ralph's coupons. Okay. I get those. They'll send you coupons in the mail. And if you don't know what Ralph's is, it's our Kroger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's definitely puking. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely like, I haggle for meat at the grocery store. How do you do that? So what you do, there was like a big old pork shoulder. And it, I was just like, mm, it looks like it's going out today, but I don't know if I want to pay $12 for it. And he's like, I'll mark it down. And I was like, mm, that's a little still much. Where, like at the meat man? Yeah. I was like, really? what if I got sick? I said, what if I got sick? So he kept marking it down. I was like, I'd hate to get sick off this meat. That's amazing. I think I paid $4 for it. Well, you know, it's probably not worth eating. No, it's probably disgusting. But I ate it, and it was delicious. Yeah. If you're looking for it, there's a class on negotiating, and it's on Coursera.com. Okay. And it teaches you, it's called the Batma scale. I forget what its algorithm is, but the Batma scale is basically saying, so you have this meat, and I want the meat. So mm-hmm. how, I'm trying to think of it. How do I think of it from your perspective? Because if I were just to come up and say, reduce this meat for me, please, you'd be like, fuck off. But yeah. if I say, I'd hate to get sick off this meat, 
what if you discounted it for me a bit? Then that gives you an incentive to discount it for me. Yeah, I guess so. And it's a free class. Go take it. It saved me a lot of money. That's so crazy. It's like, I'd hate to get sick of this meat. You know, my mind is like, well, don't buy it. (laughs) You know, I'd hate for you to get sick too. I know. I cooked it for like six hours. It's fine. No, yeah, that is a good lesson when something's starting to go bad. Just definitely overcooked. Just like six, smoked it six hours. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, I, I, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm definitely doing better than I used to be. Like whenever, if y'all listen to the early days of Roundtable, oh I my was God. like, I didn't have uh, anything. I was picking up change on the street to eat food. Yeah, no, it was crazy. I don't even know how I survived, to be honest. What did we, I would pass out on the couch and then wake up and record again because I couldn't sleep. Yeah, no, it was definitely a trying time for a while. And uh, now, like, uh, I'm happy I, you know, I have a decent job and I'm able to, to you know, put away a little money and never able to, like, you know, live my life. But I still, like... I mean, $100 a day, Eddie, geez. <laughs> oh, at least, you know, I, I, I think about, you know, because I'm always buying shit, you know. Once you, 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 you Julie, she's, you know, not that she's, like, you know, cost a bunch of money to be with, but... You know, when you were like, we we want a new nicer couch. We want, you know, and it's uh. like, and it's like all these things, and they're like, it's like you start looking at couches, and they're like three thousand dollars. Oh my god, you Eddie! Know, See, you know. for me today, I was like, okay, I got to get some groceries because I'm leaving on Saturday, so I need some food. Yeah, but not enough to meal prep, so I should get like that pre-roasted chicken. Mm-hmm. I should also get some razor blades because I'm getting a little hairy. Mm-hmm. Like, and little things like I write down a list of things I need. Yeah. Spent twenty dollars there, and then spent five dollars on a subway pass. I spent twenty five dollars today. Oh, that's crazy. I I I don't even know. I I spent. Let's see. I bought. I spent twenty five dollars on breakfast. What? Oh, at the bagel place. You spent twenty five dollars on a bagel. Well, Ed? I got holding a bagel too. Okay. You know, I got both of us bagels. Two and bagels and coffees. That should be five dollars. Yeah, it should be. It's not. What? Yeah, no, it's just like, it, it, it's so expensive, even for like the simplest, you know, pleasure. I do miss the New York City bodega experience. Oh my God. Living 250 for a, a breakfast sandwich? You Ooh. know, like that's how we survive. Bacon, egg, and cheese, baby. Yeah, and when I was poor, I'd just get a roll in butter and that was 50 cents. Oh my God. You know, and I always, one thing I always did to like kind of help myself through everything was it, it, it happened by accident, but then I kept it going. Is I just always worked at restaurants so I could at least eat. You know, you, you, you get your you get your shift meal and then you bring home some leftovers, you know, and stuff like that. And it's all about, you know, a lot of times you just find yourself scrounging, you know, and just and holding on to things. And I still have that mentality. You know, like last night I couldn't find anything to eat in my cabinet and I'm looking through hard enough, I'm like, oh. I got these little Delta cookies that I saved for when I was on my Delta flight. Hell yeah, I saved you those know, cookies. Yeah, I saved those, and I had a little, a little late night sweet treat. There you, you know, go, because Eddie. I, I my uh, my Biscoff cookies <laughs> that I saved because I didn't eat because I fell asleep on the flight. I always take it, put it in my bag, and then you know I, when I come home, I, I oh my god, you know what else I do? Because I'm tra- I travel a lot. I always steal the soap from the hotel. Yeah. And so I always, I'm, I'm always washing myself with hotel bar soap. Oh, 100% like, guaranteed. I got, I got so many of them like backed up and saved and like whenever, like, and I'll like, I'll like hide them and then tell them I didn't get them and shit and like, or go down and ask for more. And like, or you see the lady in the, uh, in the hallway. I was like, you got some extra soaps. And yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I, you know, it's like, I, you know, I, I do good shampoo because 
Yeah, I respect my hair. All right, hundred dollars an eight day, Eddie. At least I think a reason why. <laughs> I know. I think a reason why, like our grandparents, people who raised in the depression, they always mm. like hoard or save on to things, is because they probably were living in a time where. You get this little cookie once in a lifetime, so you have to keep it. Keep the Tupperware it comes in. Yeah. Keep the little plastic baggies that come in, because you could use that for something else. So that's why we always, you know, complain about going to our grandparents' home and be like, why do you have all this shit you don't need? Well, because they lived in the Great Depression. Yeah. And it's, you know, and also it's just we live in a consumer-based society, you know, where we're taught to, like, hold on to things and, like, and we get tricked into shit, like... Like you were saying about the Tiffany's plate earlier, you know, I think back to my mom and she used to always buy the like Schwartzky crystals and the fucking Wizard of Oz plates and the the Yadros and, you know, and then when we finally went broke and we tried to cash in on them, everyone's like, what are you, a fucking idiot? Yeah, it's not worth babies? anything. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, it's a statue of a nurse. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> I don't care about your, your trinkets. So another reason, like, the poor get screwed is, say, we when I was living in New York City, mm-hmm. it would rain, it would snow, right? And yeah. I got to walk to work. I got to take the bus. I'm out and about. So I would get cheap $20 boots. What does that mean? A week from now, they're going to get holes in them. I'm going to get water and soot and cold in my feet. So that means I'm going to have to go take a sick day. I might have to go check in the hospital. I'm going to get the sniffles. I'm not going to perform 100% at work. I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be cold. I'm going to like actually take more money in the long run. Now, you could get people that say, like, why didn't you just get nicer shoes? Because I only had $20. Yeah. I don't have the money for $200 shoes. I wore the same, like, $40 boots for, like, five years. And they had holes in them. Mm. And I and they, they had holes in them for years. And then, you know, I'm walking around, and you you get that snow in your shoe. and Awful. And then you... you you know, eventually your fucking feet start to bleed and like, you know, you start crying and they dry out and they, and it's just, and it gets crazy. And, and you, and then I'm not the only one doing it. So I remember that was one of the things I did was I saved up for a nice pair of Timberlands and I was able to have those for a couple of years without, you know, it's like, it's like you make, it's better. It's one thing's like, it's all, you know, you look back and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, Right. You know, because, like, if you just save up for one really nice pair of boots, you won't have to buy them, you know, every year, you know, and stuff like that. I know. But, I mean, I know at that time I was spending a lot of my money at a bar, you yes. know, because I was going to do shows. You get two drink tickets and then I want to have another drink afterwards. At least one more. I'm like, I was blowing a lot of money in bars. And I know, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. I should go back and be like... Don't do that, Amber. Yeah. But also, I, I mean, think- booze is so expensive. It's so expensive. So many people drink their paychecks away. Yes. Yeah. I think I was, because also being poor, you have a lot I mean, of it's trauma. In, it's in the title of our theme song. Yes. Spent my paycheck Check on, on a bottle, bottle of booze. <laughs> yeah. I mean, being poor comes with a lot of trauma, and sometimes you just want to feel good for a second. Yeah. So to get out of that- you kind of have to be a little bit psychotic mm-hmm. to say, no, I'm going to live in this pain and I'm going to reject anything that might make me happy for the moment because I might be happier down the long run. That's a big investment, a big gamble. And kind of like to turn your brain off of that. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just so hard to do. It's mean too, because all these things we watch TV and everyone's got all these nice things and they get to do all this fun stuff. And, you know, and then if you're, broke and you do any of it 
not only does it cost you an arm and a leg and, and like, and it hurts down the long run and you end up paying more for it cause you're throwing it on your credit card and yeah. shit, but you're almost shamed to enjoy these things, which is fucked up. I remember I chase, you know, which is my banker and I, you know, I hate them, you mm-hmm. know, because I mean, but like, you know, I've never liked a bank I was a member of because, you know, they're animals and they take uh, advantage of the poor. Overdraft fees? Get the fuck out of here. What do you mean you're charging me money because I don't have enough money? They make billions of dollars off of the off How do they of get away with this? How is that not illegal? They tried to make it illegal and now it's back. You know, it's one of those things and it's predatory, you know, and it's like they... You know, and I remember things would happen where, you know, they would hold like half of my check and then another, this is, this, they don't do this anymore because uh, Obama changed this, but they used to like hold like half of my check and then I would get the other half of my check like three days later. But meanwhile, I think I got the whole thing. So I get like three overdraft fees and they just like, they just find different ways because otherwise, you know. Why would the bank even want us to as customers? Why would the bank want somebody with $75 in their bank account? Because they're not, they can't invest their money. They're not going to make money on them. So the only reason it's worth it to have them is so they can milk them for overdraft fees and late fees and bounce check fees and all this other stuff. That's how they make their money off of us. Yeah. You know, and it's so fucked up. They make billions of dollars a year off of the poorest people in this country. And they have no fucking conscience about it. No care. And you could say, we'll just go to a credit union, which you could, and a lot of people do, or like a Western Union. They, too, take a percentage out of your check, but they don't have any overdraft fees. But also the thing with that is it's harder to get a credit score. you got to have some kind of credit store or credit card. Yeah, like you need debt in order order to – because when I didn't have a credit card – I had no credit score and I couldn't get a credit card, even though like I had money in my bank account. It didn't matter. They didn't matter. They don't care. And so, and it was mind boggling. So like my first credit card I signed up was like kind of like a debit account where I would just like give them $300 and then they would let me spend it. And if I didn't go over, then they would increase the limit, you know, and that worked for a while. Luckily, Julie saved me. I've talked about this before on the show, but I'll, I'll talk about it again. It When we first started dating, we were like a year in and. And uh, I guess she knew I was going to marry her. But uh, the, oh, God, I forgot my ring again. I'm so stupid. I keep forgetting to wear my ring. I get so mad at myself. Get it tattooed on you. Ugh, no. no that's, I, <laughs> I hate tattoos. No, I mean, not me. I, I, if you got them, you're fine. But, like, I can't. I don't know why. I just, I, I, yeah, I've had enough time, you know, needles and, like, no. I, right. I, I don't need to sit there and okay. get needled a bunch. But anyway, uh, where was I? Before? Oh, she helped you with your credit she card. Helped me my credit score because like uh she had this credit card that she uh, paid off uh you know consistently for years and then she put me on the same credit card and then overnight my credit score jumped 500 points wow and what if you didn't have her in your life and then i'd be fucked i'd still be fucked you'd just be sleeping behind a, an alley and like you know if you have a shit in, yeah if you have a shit enough credit score you can't even get an apartment to live in i was homeless and mm. because i i had a job a lot of homeless people actually have jobs it's a myth that they're all just like vagrants and granted a lot of people are a lot of them have like three jobs yeah let them keep working yeah so i go to this one place and i'm like I don't have any credit score because I always thought like, fuck that. And then, so I go to this one spot and this guy was like, I'm going to need you to give me like, I think like 25 or $30 cash so I can look at your credit score. I go look at the room. It's mm-hmm. a one bedroom. It looks like a prison. 
Yeah. Basically. And I'd be sharing a bathroom and a kitchen with a hallway of people. It's just really tiny. And he's like, so give me the cash and I will look at your credit score. I said, okay. So he goes, clickety, click, click on the computer. And he's like, not good enough. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you got to have at least a 700 credit score for us to even look at you. And I was just like, it's a hole in the wall. And he said, nope. And I was like, give me my money back. And he's like, nope. And I would have just reached across the desk and fucking taken it, but he would have called the police. It would have been yeah, worse. Yeah, because it's an agreement and you made the agreement, unfortunately, but it's how they take advantage. That's of how they take advantage. Desperate people. But here's the thing. If that's, a, say, $25 for him to just look at it immediately and that room is open. So if he has four people all day, he just made a hundred bucks. Oh, he yeah. just had an Eddie day. He's just made a hundred bucks. Yeah, you know what no, I mean? exactly. And that's more money keeping it open than if he was to rent it out. Yeah, no, it's it's all that shit. I mean, in that same type of the application fee for like, like I'm in a, I'm going through it right now, like with the movie. You know, I, I, I self-funded this movie. You know, we made it. It's great. How America Killed My Mother.com. Go see it, please, for Christ's sake. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and every time I try and, you know, put it in a festival to get some eyes on it, it's a $50, sometimes $100 application fee. What? Just to like, and then for them to like probably not even watch it. And most of the time they deny it. It's like how many people are sending in their fucking movies to these places and they're just denying everybody. And it's like 40 bucks, 50 bucks, 25 bucks a shot. And then there's hundreds of festivals. And so the same thing if you want to do stand up festivals. Yeah, I stopped yeah. doing that. I stopped sending my fucking tape in. I was yeah. like, why do I got to pay you to watch my tape so I can go pay to come down there? Get yeah. fucked. No, exactly. If you get in, you perform for free most of the time. And then you got to find somewhere to stay. You got to get your flight. You got to eat. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and these are, you know, we stand up comedians. We were just talking about how broke we fucking were. It's also scary. Like as a lady being mm -hmm. poor, traveling. I remember as a stand up, I would go out of town. I'd be getting paid $200 for a gig. Okay. Yeah. That's great. I need this money for rent. So I would, you know, I would like find a way to sleep the, the bringer or the host or something. I'd sleep with them. I remember I was in a basement and then the smoke kept wafting down and I couldn't sleep. And I was just like, where am I? Like, I don't even know this guy. And smoke? Just there was a fire? They're just chain smoking. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were just chain smoking. And I was just like, why am I here? Like, this is so fucking scary. I just, like, I would sleep with a knife in my hand so many nights just because I'm like on a couch. You. Wake up and stab yourself accident <laughs> if you have some kind of crazy nightmare. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. 
And also take the bus. I'd put the money on, in my shoes, you know, because they'd pay you in cash. And oh, I'd put yeah. like five bucks in my pocket. So that way if somebody tried to rob me, I'd be like, no, five dollars. No, my money. Yeah. But that's like so scary. It is scary. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I, I hate to be this person. And I know you hate when I start talking like this. But I feel bad for the person robbing people, too, because they shouldn't be doing that. They should have a good job. And they should, you know, and like, and like, why do you think they're there? You know, it's because their family was poor and they grew up, you know, eating shit. Probably. You know, and it's like in desperation. We'll make an animal, any animal, you know, Probably. a human do like the craziest things. But sometimes dudes look at just, I'm a weaker, I'm a woman. And they would yeah. look and see like, oh, this is easy. Like I can easily take this. Yeah. And you know, it, it's I not necessarily like... even the poor aspect on them. It's just the power aspect. Yeah. I'm speaking of me as a lady. A lot of it's power. Yeah. And I, I know that exists and I know there's a power, you know, obviously like that goes, you know, poor or rich, you know, but I feel like if people were paid a decent wage, they wouldn't turn to crime, you know? And like, it's like one of those things. It's like you put someone in prison. You know, and you set, you put them in there for 30 years, you pay them two cents a fucking day and you release them and they're homeless. They don't have a cent to their name. What the fuck do you think they're going to do? Yeah, they're going to do more crime. Yeah. But if we, you know, if we paid them for the work they did in prison, you know, like making Windex and like, you know, whatever the hell their job is, sweeping up the floors, working in the kitchen, you know, if we pay them minimum wage and had them pay rent on their cells and like learn how to live a responsible life. And when you release them, they have money, you know, in their pocket and then they won't have to rob somebody. They'll be able to, you know, right. you know, it's like, so I, I think it's, you know, we're set up for failure. They would just get dropped off at Penn Station. Yeah. Remember uh, that in New uh, York City? Uh, Port Authority. Port Authority, yes. Port Authority, That's yes. why Port Authority is so scary. Yeah. Because people just get dropped off and they're like, they're just like, I spent 40 years in prison what are cell phones? They're not, and like a lot of times they're not even from New York. No. But that's the only place they'll bring you. You know, and so like if you commit a crime in New York and then you get out, even if you're upstate, they release you and they bring, they, they put you on a bus and they send you to the Port Authority. And then you're just walking around Times Square fucking homeless and desperate. You know, and it's like, what do you think's going to happen? And they don't give a fuck. They, they don't care. They want you to fail just so you can end up back in jail. You know, and it's, it's awful. Yeah. You know, the recidivism rate in this country is over, is like 80%. Right? And so it's like, what is that? You know, it's, it's it drives me fucking nuts. I will say a brighter side of being, maybe it's a brighter side. I don't know. It's kind of snarky. I was working at a bar and I remember it was like 4 a.m. and I was hustling and like cleaning up all the stuff. And one of my managers, he leaned over to the other manager and I heard him say this. He said, um, you got to hire girls from trailer trash because they're going to work harder than men. And I was just like, I don't know if that's a brighter side. <laughs> but he said that's specifically why I got hired. He's like, I know you from Louisiana. He's like, I can look at you. I can tell you're poor. And also, I was I was on the job. I held a hundred dollar oh, bill. I, don't, I never as a when I was hiring cooks. Sorry to interrupt you. I would no. never hire a well off person. No. They'd always show up late and need off care. all the time, and you know, and like you know, knock up a waitress. You know, like it, it's always a disaster. Yeah, I held a hundred dollar bill for the first time, and I remember hearing people say like. I, I said, a hundred dollar bill. It's so weird. And they're like, you've never seen a hundred dollar bill. And I was just like, <laughs> and I just put it in the register. Like I didn't know. Yeah. And I didn't know what, what black cards were. So I ran it and the machine was broken. So I thought the card was withdrawn. 
So I just went up to the guy and was like, sir, your card's declined. Do you have another card? And everybody just like record scratch in the restaurant. Yeah. And they're like, this is a black card, Amber. And I was just like, what is that? And they're like, feel it. Feel how heavy it is. And I was like, I don't even fucking care. Who gives care. a shit? Who cares? Your card's declined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those cards never declined, by the way. Yeah. No, it, and, and that is a tricky word, too. It's like not working or in declined are very two different things. No, it's so fucking embarrassing. Mm. You know, like I've said three times already, I travel a lot. And sometimes if I make a big purchase, you know, in another state, They'll like just decline my card because, you know, they won't give me access to my money because they'll think someone stole it. Oh. And so I'll get embarrassed. I'll have to leave and call the bank and then tell them to give me my money and then ask them to run it again with my tail between my legs. And it's just like, this is my money. Yeah. This is like, why are you making me jump through so many? I know it's like to keep me safe, but at the same time, can't we just deal with it later? Like, <laughs> like if it's not like it's, what are we doing? You know, it's so, it's so fucked up. I hate it. You know, and it's, you know, we, we talk about the bills, you know, and the late fees on your bills. Like if you're a couple of days late on your phone bill, on your heating bill. We've got it pretty decent in America right now. I read a report that in China, a lot of banks are basically saying your money's our money now. Like you can't withdraw any money. Really? Yeah. Can well, where'd you, you read that at? Um, liars.com. <laughs> <laughs> me i just read shit on the internet like it's true let me look it up real quick china money no (laughs) china no no money no no. money bank yeah i literally typed in china no money small banks in china are running into trouble savers on cnn banking scandal ties faith in the system yeah so there's stuff going on yeah i mean obviously i mean i'm not trying to live in china you know it's if you live there you know good on you i'm sure there's you know there's Plenty of great things, but you know they they mess with you know they mess with you. We it's, all know yeah that. yeah yeah. It's a lot of sad, a lot of uh, depression. Yeah, you know I keep talking about traveling, but how much flights are too it, much? It's so ridiculous. It is just it's like it like takes my breath away sometimes. I was looking for a flight from because uh, I got to go do a show in Napa with Jeff, and so I was looking for a flight like that goes to Napa because I don't drive because the closest place is San Francisco and it's like a bunch of hours away. Yeah, and so I was looking for a flight directly to Napa. It's like three grand. What? And it's like I'm gonna make three hundred dollars. What are you talking about three grand? And it's like it's like an hour and a half flight. You know, it's is it like I'm not even. Nice I'm or? not even leaving the state. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not even leaving the state of California. I mean, airports are so crazy now. I don't know what happened. Like, did everybody die who used to work there? But no one knows what's going on. Last I was in an airport, I wanted to take a nap so bad. But something yeah. in my mind said, "Don't do it, Amber." I'm gonna guess that these cameras don't work, or no one knows where they are. No, thank airport. God I didn't. Well, thank God I didn't because then a few days later, a guy hijacked a fucking plane. Well, we and, talked about this. I looked it up. The yes. guy, the, the guy in Tacoma. Yeah, that was in 2018. No, he, he used to work there in 2018, but he did it in 2022. Oh, it, the, what I saw was in 2018. Oh, he used to work there in 2018. He was a baggage handler. Yes, yes, yes. he did. And then, he, but they, basically, he goes behind a door, and then the cameras didn't. They cut out, and like we don't know where he went. I was like, mm-hmm. "What the? F- you mean you don't know where he went? He's in the airport." Yeah, but he was gone for like three hours, just missing. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, airport to me is, a, is pr- pretty much one of the safest places you could be. Not to me. I've got all these men hanging out. They're coming and going. All these travelers. But I'm speaking as a lady. Yeah. Traveling alone, mm-hmm. you know, I don't trust me taking a nap. And like I mean, some a bus station—that's scary. 
You know, yeah. you know, you know. Like anyone could just walk in there. I mean, the train stations are terrifying. It's just a nice. It's just a nicer version of that. That's it. Well, yeah, you got to end. You got to go through security. You know, I mean, you can still helpful. diddle somebody and be rich. Well, yeah, you know, but <laughs> I don't trust men, Ed. I I, I know that. I know that. <laughs> I, I know you don't trust men. You know, but uh, you know, you gotta you know let yourself be a little you know relax at any. Now I stayed awake for thirty hours straight, and you better believe I cried. <laughs> you better fucking believe I started crying. I remember uh, one time I got stuck in the Dallas airport, and I just wanted to. I needed a nap so bad. I was there for ten hours, Ugh. and I was just like i needed to sleep so bad and they, i found in the dallas airport they had like nap rooms where you could rent and like go take a nap for a couple hours nice and then i was like oh all right i'll go hang out in a nap room and i was like uh how much is the nap room and she was like 80 bucks for an hour what and it's like what are you talking about because they know they can yeah because so they know they so can so i literally just went and slept outside the nap room on the floor i was just like fuck this i'm like yeah, i'm <laughs> making a statement now right in front <laughs> Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I was so mad about that. I couldn't believe it. You know, and like, and then yeah, airports. Like, I'm convinced. You know, my my conspiracy theory. You know, for the poor thing, right? Uh, at the airport, I think that the bottle of water thing's fucking horseshit. Oh yeah, they just want to make money. Yeah, yeah. No, they just want us to buy an eight dollar bottle of water inside the goddamn uh, terminal. Yeah, because the airport itself is its own entity, and airlines pay the airport to park their planes there. Like Delta pays the airport, Spirit Airlines pay the airport. Mm-hmm. So the airport itself makes the money on bottle of water, ham sandwiches here and there. Now they have to employ the TSA, or I think the TSA might be a different entity. That yeah. might be government organized. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The T- no, the TSA is definitely government. Yeah. But going back on to like why I don't, I don't, it's not like I don't trust any kind of man, but I've been poor for so long and a woman that's traveling alone and been alone. Mm-hmm. And the media doesn't believe poor women. So if something happens to you, many times I've been like, hey, he did this, this happened. People like don't give a shit. Yeah. If you don't have a nice bag or like have a daddy that has like a Fortune 500 company, nobody cares. So yeah, I am a little bit mean and diligent. I have to be because I don't want to get raped. Yeah, I do know about that. That you know, if you they definitely go looking for rich kids faster than they go looking for poor kids. They don't give a fuck about poor kids. It's that uh, Patrice, you know, O'Neill bit where he yeah. talks about. It. It's like it's like don't go find a Linda, you know, like but they're not gonna go find you know whatever that. Whatever name it is. Whatever name. <laughs> so I got some more stories. About- Another, one more mm-hmm. thing about, you know, the, the flying thing that drives me crazy is the fucking ticket protection that they talk you Bullshit. Bullshit. It's all such, it's all such fucking horseshit. It'll be like, you know, you'll spend so much money on a ticket, you know, $500 on a ticket, and then they'll try to get, well, do you want to protect it for $80? And it's like, if you don't protect it, then if something happens, you don't get your money back. Well, guess what? If you protect it, you still don't get your money back. No. It's so crazy. And you don't get the $80 back either. No, never. It's just more money. It's just like also just make it a part of the ticket. Why are we, why are you making me buy something else? Like what I already bought the ticket and they do the same thing for concert tickets too. Yeah. You know, and it's just like you, you protect your purchase for this much. And the more the ticket is, the more it is to protect it. It's fucking crazy. It doesn't make any sense. If it's ticket protection, why isn't it just 20 bucks across the board? It's doing the same exact service for the same exact fucking thing. Why does it change? Why does it fluctuate? If you want to get out of this like poverty stuff, and like you have to be a little bit mean and a little bit savvy. So yeah. like example, Spirit Airlines, you have to like pay to find your seat 
But you could just keep clicking next. Now they'll just find you a seat. Oh, they'll do it. Yeah. And but you'll, you'll sit in the middle. Just so, in the middle. And sit in the middle in the back and you know, and that stuff. And like if you bring Spirit Airlines, the worst because you, you think you're saving money, but you're paying for your carry on. You're paying for your fucking check bag. If you want them to print a paper copy of their of your ticket, that's $10. What? Yes. And so it's just like they, it is. It, they, they're bleeding you dry left and right. And it makes me crazy. And it's not fair because you know what? We deserve to go on vacation. We deserve to see our families. Yeah. We deserve to go to funerals. We deserve to go to weddings, you know, because that's how people stay connected. And that's how people like fight depression, you know? And it's like, I, you know, if for someone who just got married and spent way too fucking much money on that wedding, I, you know, it was worth it because I got to bring everyone together like for the first time in years. And like we all, and I got to like all my high school friends got to hang out again for the first time in forever. And it was beautiful. And like every one of us, like we've been texting back and forth. Like it was so nice to see everybody. It was so great for the soul, you know? And it's like, we are humans. We need to communicate. We need to see the people we love, you know? And it's like, and they make it going back to the jail thing. I know I'm ranting right now, but it's like when you go back to the jail thing, like someone who goes to jail and they're, they're, they, they'll take them, once they move from jail to prison, they'll send them upstate to a place where their family has to like take off four days of work right. to go visit them. And they got to take a button, they got to go on a bus and then they got to rent a hotel room and then they got to find, you know, they got to do all this shit. And it's just like, no one can afford it. Yeah. And then if, if God forbid someone that's in prison wants to call their family to stay connected to them, it's, you know, the, the rates of phone, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like sometimes in some places it goes up to like $7, you know, an hour. And it's like, what is that? Let them talk to their fucking family. Like, it's like, you, God forbid they like stay in touch and don't hate each other. Like, it's what it's, you know, it's like, it's almost, it's, you watch the government like tear families apart and then won't let them reconcile. And then who gets the blame? The person who went to prison when they probably shouldn't have been locked up for a quarter of the time they were locked up for, for the crimes they committed. Mm. You know, like there's that fucking horrible story of that kid in uh, Brooklyn who had, a, who had his backpack on the, on the seat of the train. It ended up in jail for three years because they kept pushing back his court date. And then he got into a fight when he was in jail and then he, in all this shit. And he finally gets out after three years and then he fucking kills himself because he's got PTSD and he's depressed. And it's like, we're taking our poor and we're putting him through a fucking meat grinder Yeah, because it only, and then, and then what happens is what you're dealing with because then those people become fucking lunatics and they start abusing the only people they, you know, the only people that are in their social class, you know, because, right. they, you know, and it's just, and it's the worst cycle and it just keeps fucking happening and it drives me crazy. And that harkens back to like, you can't make a mistake, you know, yeah. don't put your bag down on the thing. Didn't you know that you can't print out your ticket from Spirit? Cause that's $10. $10 is an hourly wage for some people. Oh yeah. Just to print out a fucking ticket because you didn't read the fine print. Yeah. That's why you cannot make a mistake if you're poor. It's so aggravating. And then if you get out of it a little bit, you're going to get PTSD from that. How about like traffic tickets? Like why, if I get a traffic ticket and Elon Musk gets a traffic ticket, why do we pay the same price? Because <laughs> $60 for me, or actually, no, that's that's way lower than uh, like $250 for me fucking matters. 
That's you know, two days of Eddie's life. It, at least, you know, <laughs> like it's a drop in the bucket to him. So it's like, why is it easier for other people to commit these small I, I, they don't have to make mistakes. That's why if you're if you're wealthy and you're born wealthy, that's why generational wealth lasts about three generations. Yeah. Because the grandparents had to fight for it. They had to do the there will be blood thing where they crawl out of a well and then, you know, demand to sign the papers. Yeah. And then the dads and the moms of that generation, they are sort of raised by these psychopaths, so they can't make a mistake. But then the grandkids, they just go fuck off in a hotel. You know, they go private schools, whatever they want, they don't care about making mistakes and they fuck it up Yeah, every time. No, it is uh, it definitely something you see a million times. Sometimes it works, but, you know, I'm glad when I see that shit. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of these people because they don't care about the rest of us. That's we were talking the, about yeah. this the other day. The fucking Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts, they built this country. You know, they cared. They put money into bridges. They put money into parks. They put money into stuff. And they put it back into the community. And the people now, you got, I, I, I'll bitch about this motherfucker all day, Elon Musk. You know, he's got $300 billion. He's got to pay $11 billion in taxes, and he's complaining about it. It's like, motherfucker, I wish I had that ratio. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he actually doesn't pay his fair share in taxes. Like, statistically, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And he wants, I mean, yeah, going to space would be a great idea, but also infrastructure on America would be great. Like I said in my monologue, we haven't worked on that since we were smoking indoors. The amount of- We did just pass a big infrastructure bill. Biden did? Biden passed a, a giant, the Good. first in 30 something years. Good. He passed one of the, the biggest infrastructure bills. Go but I haven't seen- I haven't seen shit. Happen. Go take a look at a bridge near you. I guarantee the bottom of it is just rusted, falling apart. Well, it's like no one thinks about these things until a tragedy happens. Yes. You know, like I remember when the bridge fell in Minnesota Minnesota like 12 years ago and they started like oh we got to start like looking at all the bridges and then like next week I heard like Brooklyn Bridge is fucking falling to pieces yeah. we got to fix it and it's like yeah it's like you got to wait for fucking 20 people to get killed in rush hour traffic for you to like check on these things if the Brooklyn Bridge fell it would be hundreds of people I mean, it would, it, yeah, it, it would be a, a disaster no matter what time. Oh, my God. Yeah. And to, to patch something up or to help it while it's already there is cheaper in the long run than to just build a new bridge. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they are – in some cities are coming up. You know, Pittsburgh's doing a really good job fixing up things. Uh, Seattle's doing a really good job fixing up things. Cleveland's looking better. You know, but – the rest of these places, they're just letting the shit go. Oh, small town, small town Mississippi. Like when I go ride around, it looks like a third world country, some of these places. Oh, yeah. And I don't mean sure. to shit on Mississippi, but like the state isn't doing anything for its people. It's making them sick. Oh, yeah. Well, they're the fattest state in the nation. Because they have this whole like put yourself up by your own bootstraps mentality. But you need to have these social programs in order for everybody to be OK. That and they just straight shit, up don't believe in when it. When George Bush was doing that town hall. And they brought that old woman on stage. And then she was talking about how broke she is and how hard her life is. And then he's like, well, miss, how many jobs do you have? And she said three. And then he said, let's give this woman a round of applause. Fuck you. Fuck you. Give her money. One job. No one deserves this shit. It's so crazy what they do to us. These motherfuckers, they can afford it. They just don't want to take any less. No, they want to hoard it. They hoard money. Because it makes them feel powerful. Because it makes them it makes them like, oh, no one's even close to getting as much money as me. When it's like, why is it good for you? 
To me, you know, I'm Because very... they want to go to outer space, Ed. They yeah. want to hoard their money so they can go to Mars. That's where there's a big push to go to Mars. When fucking Bezos came back and he, like, thanked, like, everyone who buys Amazon packages and all his workers for making enough money so he can go to space. I don't go to Amazon. You go fucking eat shit, Yeah, I don't buy on oh, Amazon. Oh, I'm, I'm officially broken off done. from everything. I'm done with Amazon. I don't touch it. I no. hate them. They're getting too big. They're getting, I sent you that article. They're getting into the pharmaceutical industry now. They're going to control everything. That's a monopoly. They're going to own the country if we keep letting them do it. And we just keep letting them buy it. And we keep letting them do shit. Fuck these motherfuckers. Uh, yes, it is so easy and you get your stuff sometimes the same day and it makes your life way simpler and it's cheaper but you gotta spend the extra money and you gotta go to these stores and you know also it's just creating like the most amount of cardboard waste i would say you're spending less money going to these stores because a you can haggle at the store and b you're giving the money directly to the store i never haggled at the store oh, really? i've haggled at like a straw market i you haggle know? all day every day baby it's crazy i don't know how you <laughs> I, I haggle even, at ralph's i don't, I don't care. know how you haggle at like a gro- like a grocery <laughs> st- like a kroger like that doesn't yeah. make any sense i'll to do me. it yeah good for you i mean for, i'll have yeah. it <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you. I definitely, the only thing I'll haggle on is like a Christmas tree or like a straw hat, you know, like <laughs> in the Bahamas, you know. like <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the true accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. I would say if you can, definitely I know exactly where every penny of my money's going. I don't have Amazon. Get rid of Hulu. Get rid of Netflix. That shit's cringe. It sucks anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Play games with yourself. Draw. Listen to music. Yeah, I, I would say um, make sure that if you, because I can't do that. I love my TV. You know, I'm going to watch. Uh, I love movies. I need a way to watch them. YouTube's free. But I would say that a lot of times people like you get on these streaming services, you don't need all of them. And, you know, make sure you're using what you pay for. A lot of times you like, I, you'll just, you'll get in these memberships and then you'll be paying for something for a year and not even fucking know it. Cause no. you're not paying enough close enough attention to your bank account. And, you know, and so it's like, if you're going to pay for something, make sure you're using it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you'll get like a gym membership, you know, those, that shit's expensive. If you're not going to go, stop paying for it. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it, you know, we got to make sure that you're doing what's good for you. And I, uh, another thing that I, I drives me crazy about how the poor get fucked over is switching subjects a little bit. I mean, I guess we're still on the same subject. Public schools. Public schools in bad neighborhoods are not the same public schools that are in good neighborhoods. Oh, right. And it's like, why? 
You know, like, why is it nicer? Why do they deserve less of a school in a bad neighborhood than the kids in the good neighborhood? It's a lot of testing. If students test a certain way, then they get more money from the state. And if you're not testing, then you just don't get the money. And then sometimes the school will close and then they'll just banish those kids to like other schools where they can go to. If you're not testing well, then you need more investment. Or resources or or maybe like a nicer park they can go play in. Yes. Give them new textbooks or something. But here's the thing. A lot of kids, because I was raised in a lot of those schools, their parents, they don't discipline them. A lot of those parents. Because they're working. Because they're working. Because they're working. 20 hours a day. Yes, exactly. So they go to school where the teacher has to punish the kids. And that's not the teacher's job. So you don't really get to know your ABCs, one, two, threes. It Most of the class is trying to get to settle down. That's yeah. really the case. Yeah. And, you know, and it wouldn't be that way if we took care of these people and they could watch their children if they didn't have to work three jobs. And then, you know, like, what is like, what's the one free thing you could do for fun? Fuck. And what happens then? You get more kids. Yeah. And now abortion's not legal. And so, and it's not like these people can afford them anyway, no. but it, it's just like, and now you're going through all these states where you can't even like who's this gonna hurt this is gonna hurt this is gonna hurt everyone who's poor and can't afford to fly to california to get your abortion you know it's like you think some fucking oil tycoon's daughter in texas who needs an abortion is not gonna get one no they're gonna fucking fly her to new york they're gonna put her up at a hilton and then she's gonna come back and her life's gonna be fine but like if that was a poor person in the bottom of texas if that was someone like on the border like in brownsville it's gonna take you a day just to get out of texas and now you can't do it in oklahoma you can't do it in all these other places and it's just like so now like and now what now they have the baby and now who can afford it when they got five of them and now they're homeless and they got five kids and now you're trying to it's like it's the worst cycle and we just refuse to do anything to fix it well do you know that the average human being a company looks at you you will make them about a million dollars with your time, your resources working for a company, maybe you need medicine, you're going to go buy that medicine, you're going to go like buy more products and yeah. work. So you are worth about a million dollars. And that's why. Yeah. And it's fucked up. And that's also why. Ed, you're getting fired up today, huh? I'm so, I hate this shit. It killed my mother. Yeah. It killed my father. Like it's fucked my family up. I hate it. Is so upsetting. You're crying, Eddie. I'm sorry, Eddie. Eddie. I'm sorry, No, it's all right. You know, it's it's not all right. But, like, it drives me crazy. No one wants to fix it. No one cares. And it's just, like, and it's such a vicious cycle. And it just, like, it turns people to desperation. And then once you get desperate, you start making awful decisions. Yeah, you can't think I don't care how smart you are. you You can't afford to pay for your car. You can't afford to fix your car. You can't get to work to make money. And so what do you do? You fucking buy a bunch of lottery tickets and hope that like you get in your head like, I'm going to win the lottery. It's like how many people you talk to when they say like, oh, when I win the lottery, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. It's like, and then the. People who do win, their fucking lives are ruined because everyone around them is poor and they drip them dry and they lose all their friends because they get money. And it's it's so unfair. The, the wealth, the separation of wealth in this country is disgraceful. We are living amongst oligarchs. We are living again amongst people who are like kings of their counties. Yeah, it's like Nestle and They're fucking Amazon. Swedish. That's it. 
You know, like it's just, they're not even yeah. American. Yeah, they're not even there, and they're stealing our fucking aquifers, and we're letting it happen. Do you know a big reason why the California's running out of water is there's one family that owns pistachios and pomegranates, and they're using all the water to and for, almonds and almonds. They're using all the water for their company, and then they're lying to us. Well, the farmers get first dibs. Well, this one company wants to put all the water on their farm. Of course they do. On their thing. So they're bleeding us dry. And then they're paying for these advertisements that say like, oh, my smart water. I got to invest in my smart toilet. So I save money. You know what's going to happen is that toilet is not going to flush. Your shower is going to shut off on the hottest days. Like that's what happens when you get on the grid. And I'm maybe I'm speaking a little kind of I'm going off of terms here. Yeah. But right now I see a lot of wealthy people pushing for us to be like, we got to get on the grid and like my thermostats on the grid. So it knows when to shut off so we can all save on energy. That's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is they're going to have more brownouts and we're going to get fucked. And those small little families that own everything, they're going to have easy breezy, achsy all day, every day. The richer you are, the higher your carbon footprint is. Absolutely. You know, and, it, and Kylie Jenner getting on airplanes and going, yeah, you tr- just so she doesn't have to sit in traffic going from Santa Monica to Van Nuys. It's fucking crazy. I'll kill you. I hate that shit. Yeah. It's insane. It's, it's cruel. You know, you you look and like, yeah, I'm sure I understand. Like you got to go to work and you got to do this. Like, but it's like, what, why is your life worth so much more than mine? Yeah. I, I'm so sick of it. I, it's just, it's not fair. It's the only person I kind of trust is Bernie Sanders, you know, because at least in like Elizabeth Warren, at least they're trying to take money from the rich. Everyone else is so fucking bought and sold. I'm so sick of it. I can't even it's it's disgraceful. I hate it. I know this is supposed to be the brighter side, but I, I you know, <laughs> I have so many things that I like that I, I are on my list. I didn't even get to like, all right, going back to like trying to have a good time. Right. All right. I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan. You know who else is? Everyone who's fucking poor. Right. And so they were selling Bruce Springsteen tickets that went on sale last weekend. Who do you think wants them? Poor people. Because he sings about the working man. He sings about like, you know, getting a coat so I can put on my fucking, uh, you know, so, so I can get a union job, you know, but now he's selling tickets or Ticketmaster is, you know, it's going around. He doesn't even have a say in this, but Ticketmaster is a, a crook of a company always have been. Oh yeah, you know because you'll buy it'll say twenty bucks, but then when you go to checkout, your your ticket's thirty five bucks. You know, but they were selling Bruce Springsteen tickets because they show like if it's more popular, then they'll like raise the they'll raise the uh, the price of the tickets like on demand. Like as it's happening, they were selling tickets for Bruce Springsteen for four thousand dollars. Four thousand dollars. You can't you can't get in the door for less than three. What? You can't sit in the back row at the top of a fucking stadium for less than 300 to go see Bruce Springsteen on his new tour right now. Oh my god. And it's just like this is this is the working man's hero. Who like what are we doing? How much money do people fucking need? 40 bucks. You get in the, and make it and you get in line and then you got in line and you're able to go. It, why are they doing this to us? People deserve happiness and they're not letting you have it. You know, going back to Chase, I saw the tweet that they had a couple, uh, it was like two years ago, and like they were shaming people for buying coffee. And it's just like, you know, you, you know, you're, you worried about your account being low. Well, don't get that $5 cup of coffee. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. I want my $5 cup of coffee and it shouldn't be $5, but you know, no. it's just like at the same time, it's just like, 
Why do you get to have it and I don't? Also, that $5 gets to go towards an independent coffee shop and not a big fucking bank. Yeah. So because this is the brighter side, I mean, should we take this feelings and then find the people at the top of these and just bitch and moan and stop, not stop, just go relentlessly until they fucking break? Well, I think like... Find the people who work at Chase that created this overdraft fee and then bitch and moan and get on Twitter. Julie did. She did a good job. She had a weird $12 fee on her Chase card. You know, $12 isn't going to change our lives, but it was a weird fee. And so she called and they couldn't explain why their $12 fee was there. And so so she was on hold for a couple hours. And like, luckily we had a little extra time that week, you know? And so then she's like, well, then she went into the branch and the branch couldn't figure out why she was gotten those $12 taken out. And it lasted like over a month until she finally got a fucking answer. It's because they want to wear you out. Yes. They want to wear you out. And it's just like, what was the answer? There was no answer. They just took fucking money. Yes, it was a check that she got, that she deposited a check and they said it wasn't right, but it was right. And so they took 12 bucks and then most people don't check. No. And then, you know, it's fine. Yeah, 12 bucks isn't going to kill us. But if you're doing this to everybody, how many people are at Chase Bank? How many people are at TD Bank? They don't have the time to keep calling and sitting around and going into the date because they have other jobs to do. Because that's so the only way they're going to make money off of people with small numbers in their bank accounts. I don't trust any of these motherfuckers. No. Amazon's trying to take over the world. I don't trust Walmart. You sell me jeans and lobster? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, what he, that doesn't know. I, two different people should sell me jeans and lobster. Right. So don't go shopping at Walmart. So say you live, my parents live in a small town. You, you know, don't have a chance. They don't have a chance. The but, only place you can go is Walmart. The only yeah. place that has lettuce is Walmart. Yeah. You know, and it's like, the, you know, the, the dollar stores are coming in. We've bitched about this. We have a whole episode about dollar stores. The dollar stores are coming in. It's shutting down the grocery stores. Yeah. Talk and, to your people in your town, your Congress people. Talk to your the people who works, the politicians work for you. Talk to them. Say, we need smaller stores here. We need mom and pop stores here. I know. And I, I got so many, I got a list here. I didn't even get to. I'm, I'm so, uh, it's, it's so aggravating. You know, everything I love, you know, you know, just late fees on bills, you, you know, the cars in general, like, you know, the gas thing is insane, but it's not like, it's always been insane. And just now we're letting, because we keep talking. I really believe this. We keep talking about how expensive the gas is. So the oil companies know that they can raise the price because we're all talking about how fucking expensive, the, you know, and it's, you know, and so it's, I really believe that that's what's going on. And because it's cheaper in America than it is in any other developed country yeah. for gasoline right now. And so it's like, if you go to anywhere else, you pay an even $10 a gallon and shit like that. It's fucking insane. Fast food's more money than it's ever been. College is unaffordable for anyone unless you're rich. Uh, medication to stay healthy. And then, you know, and then, you know, and the other thing I've written down was the fucking uh, the vet care. You know, I, I'm sitting here trying to keep my dog alive because it keeps me happy in like, and then, you know, it's thousands of dollars just to find out what's wrong with it. No. And it's like all this shit. They don't give us a chance. Also with hospitals, fun fact, you don't have to pay. I can test it. Again, I, I but argue. But it fucks your credit up. I don't know. 
I did it years ago because I had a big bill. I did it bill. years ago and it fucked my credit up. Really? Yeah, because they'll report you to the credit. You know, they'll, they'll report it. And oh, I just called and haggled and got way lower price. Yeah, you, if you're lucky, you know, but like most people, they tell to go fuck. You know, like with my family, with my dad, when, you know, he had really good insurance and it was millions of fucking dollars for all the work he had done. But then they're like, okay, here's your bill for 40 grand. Sorry, he's dead. No. And it's just like this woman, my dad's wife, works three jobs. One of them's fucking McDonald's, another one's working at a chewy factory throughout the middle of the night. Whereas if she like needs a break, they fire you. You know, and it's like we are letting these fucking oligarchs ruin our lives. And we're just gladly participating with Amazon, with Chewy, with Walmart, with fucking uh, all this shit. Yeah. And we're letting them take it. No one's standing up to these motherfuckers. At one point, it's going to collapse. It's because we're all into fighting within ourselves. And I will say that what these oligarchs do, and this is my own conspiracy, mm -hmm. I think they pay people on Twitter to tweet out heinous shit. Well, there's bots. To or to bots or to yeah. make us just like, just to make us fight each other. Of course. Something evil. Like I saw it some- keeps you distracted. Keeps you distracted. I saw some evil tweet a few weeks ago. I forget exactly what they said, but I was like, whoa, this is like snakes eating each other. Yeah. And then I go through that person's page and there's like nothing there past last month. Yeah. And I was like, you are a fucking bot. And or, they do that. I see them on the Facebook pages. Don't on the round anything you page, read. Because I like, I have to, when I, I'm on the round table admin. And so like, if anyone tries to like become part of the round table page and they've like, most of the people who try to join are, you know, someone who's joined Facebook, uh, you know, like a month ago. And then if I slip up and let them in, you better believe they're going to be fucking harassing everybody. And so it's just these weird, it's, yeah, it, you're right. Yeah. That should exist. So I would say if we want to combat this thing, be very careful about what you read and see. Investigate. Investigate. You know, say something's really nasty on the internet. I know it's hard to keep a composed mind because people really know how to piss you off, especially me. Oh, yeah. Really investigate. Keep focused. Keep focused. We're talking about the banks, baby. We're talking about Nestle. These are the big guys. All yeah. right. And I know I said I don't trust men earlier. I think that was just saying that me sleeping in the airport. Mm -hmm. But if I need to ally myself with men to go fight Chase Bank, I absolutely fucking will. Yeah. Well, that's like one of the it, they've been doing it since the Middle Ages. You get the poor to fight with each other and like so they don't know that they're getting taken advantage of you know you you get these like uh you know people from the country to you know like build racism into their lives and so they think they're better than somebody when the truth is no one gives a fuck about them either and so <laughs> we're all in this together baby yeah they it, hate us all equally it's like yeah it like racism is real but classism is fucking really real and like they want us all to hate each other and so we don't know what they're doing i'm out of breath i'm mad i'm sorry this wasn't a happy episode oh i know i know well you know before we look i want to end on something positive all right what do you got okay because i'm spent you're just mad <laughs> you're just mad well, we can make change happen. You know, if we raise enough of a stink and if we come together enough, we can make things happen. We have to have some kind of outline of what we want and to know who to get it from. Yeah. We have to have that clarity of mind to do so. And I think if we can, we can do this and we can make some change. Yeah. And, su and support each other. You know, support, support your friends. When, when you have a friend going through it, support them. Be there for them because – 
our country isn't going to be. No. And they need your help. For instance, our good friend, Julia Johns, you know, if you're a fan of the show, you've heard her on the show many times, you know, she's going through it right now and it's so expensive for her to get the health care that she needs. And we have to constantly do fundraisers for her just so she'll be able to live. live. Yeah. And this is, it's crazy. It's crazy. GoFundMe. It's just medical bills. Yeah. Really. No, it's all it is. It's like, can we just get rid of that so the government could just fucking pay the bills that they, any other developed country, it wouldn't be an issue for, if she went to Cuba, she'd have better fucking health care yeah. uh, for the price that we're given. But uh, you know, speaking of which, if you got an extra dollar or two, Google GoFundMe, Julia Johns, we got to raise 50,000 more dollars. What? We have to raise 50,000 more dollars. We've already raised about 50 and we have to get to a hundred just because, you know, like she is not going to be able to work for a year. She's like fucked. And so, and then has to pay all these bills on top of it. And it's trips. And it's like, you know, and it's like getting people to help care for her. And it's just like, it's, we have to raise so much money. And this is just one person. And I know them. So I care a little more. But like, I'm sure so many people listening to this are, are have someone in their family or a friend that's going through the same fucking thing. And like, thank God we have a platform to help ours, but like everyone else is just so fucked and they are just going to die because they're poor. And I hate this fucking country for that, but I, I love America. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm happy I live That's here. That's why you're fighting for it. Yes. Because you're angry and you should be angry because this place is worth fighting for. Like we both said, we're doing better now than we were as a kids. Yeah. Or at least I am. Yeah. But if you got breast cancer, it'd be over. Fuck. You know, <laughs> like it's like it's so aggravating. Listen, guys, for my positive thing, I will say that last weekend, as of recording this, we had a big event for Julia, and we all went and we saw a lot of friends, old friends, for the first time in a long time. Yeah, and you know what? It wasn't sad. Nobody was crying. If anyone did cry, it was out of happiness. We all got together. We we ate cookies we took pictures of each other and we raised a little extra money for julia and it felt fucking great it was nice it was really nice day yeah it was a really nice day it was a nice also the sun was out yeah it was it was it was beautiful and you can have just as much fun doing something free as you can going to fucking disneyland and i need to take yeah. my own advice on that but don't go to disneyland also good fuck them i know but i'm gonna bring you one day no bring your friends over take this <laughs> way you should <laughs> how about in your local town bring some friends over right go to somebody's yeah. house get some maybe some beer or some seltzer water or whatever if you drink or not order yeah. some pizza sit around and plan out what can we do for our small town to be a little bit nicer yes next year what would we like to have happen? Better roads? Do we want that? Yeah. Do we want smaller family-owned grocery stores to come in? Mm -hmm. You can do this, but you have to fight for it. And you have to best. push for it. Yeah. And, and like really get together because we need a community and we need these little small communities all over America. If we start doing this, we can make some changes happen. These corporations don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck me. about you. No. So remember that shit. You know, they just. You know who cares about you? Your next door neighbor. Yes. Your mother. Yes. That's who cares about you. Amen. And the more we fight, the more no one's going to care about us. Not even other people. I love you, Amber. 
I love you too, Eddie. Uh, check us. We're plugging. This, that's the show, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry we, we riled everyone up this week, but sometimes you got to get riled. Instagram, Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, Last Podcast Network, The Brighter Side LPN, Twitter, at Eddie Tunes underscore, at Amber Smelson, at Last Podcast Network, at Brighter Side LPN. Brighter Side Live on Twitch. Check us out the second Tuesday of every month, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. The next one's going to be on August 9th. Check us out there. We love doing that show. It's so much fun because we actually get to like hang out and talk to you directly. Yeah. Uh, so if you ever like thought that, you know, you're just like, I would always wanted to talk to Amber and Ed. Well, that's exactly where you can do it. You can also do that on Amber's personal Twitch, which is Amber Smelson on Twitch. Uh, you go on there, you talk to people all the time. You hang out with them every Friday, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah, yeah. my porch. Yeah, and so uh, go check out that show and all the great shows. When you subscribe and you follow, you'll be alerted to whenever we go live. Also, speaking of uh, doing live shows, Brighter Side Live in person is monthly at the Pack Theater. It's the fourth Saturday of every month at 11 p.m. So come plan your trip around it. If you're coming to L.A., do it on the fourth weekend so you can come see with us. Uh, the next one is going to be on August 27th. And then we will do another one on September 24th and October 22nd. And November 26th will be our last one. That is my mother's birthday, just Aww. a couple of days after Thanksgiving. I love it. Uh, yeah, because the, the one in December is on Christmas Eve, so we, we're not doing that one. Oh, no? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going anywhere on Christmas. <laughs> I'm not performing on Christmas Eve. I, okay. I, 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 you know, I can't do it to myself. And the theater won't be open. Okay. And they're going to close down the week after that. So- it's fine. <laughs> what else is going on? We got Patreons. Amber, tell the people about yours. I'm Amber Smelson on Patreon. It's five bucks a month. The way to support me as an artist. Also, I cook all the time. That's another way to save money. Yes. And I show you how to do it very cheaply and very well. Yeah. And also, like, I write a lot, and you get to see my little ramblings. I love that. And I'm on Patreon as well. It's patreon.com slash Tunes, and it is uh, also $5 a month, and you have access to the Eddie Tunes two-hour radio hour there. And uh, it, it's some playlists that I put on Spotify and Napster. I I, I, I hip them to y'all first before I let them go public. So come hang out there with me. And it's a direct line to me. And you can always reach out to me. I mean, you could do that anyway. Just DM me. I love you guys. Uh, I mentioned it a couple of times in this episode, but How America Killed My Mother at HowAmericaKilledMyMother.com movie I made about the, the struggles that my mom went through and how um, this country uh, literally tore her to pieces. Stickers were given them away. Who gives a shit when you're just talking about your dead mom? Um, <laughs> you can email, you can mail us a uh, self addressed stamped envelope to the Brighter Side Care of LPN, P.O. Box 470, North Hollywood, California 91603. That is free. If you want, you can just DM Amber or I, and we'll still just, we people have sent us uh, stamps in the mail, and so it's free for us to send them out to you. So if you want that, Fucking let's do it. Let's rock, baby. Thank you to our editor, April, our producer, Madeline. You're the best. I love you. And Maddie Ellis, our social media guru. Love you guys. Uh, and taking us out today is a song by Black Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears called I'm Broke. Uh, and it's a great ass song. So uh, listen to that. I love you guys. Uh, stay cool. And uh, I don't know. Get up. Free air conditioning at the movie theater. All right, I'll see you later. <laughs>
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.